Um, but uh, I have been obviously given the task to um, teach or share on shepherding the heart of girls. And um, at first, I was very nervous about that. Uh, I do have a daughter. I have one. Uh, I have two boys as well. Uh, my daughter, Lilybeth, is her name. Um, she is our oldest child, and so uh, she's 12, about to be 13, or, or in her mind, about to be 18, um, going on 27. And so um, we have been able to uh, have a lot of discussion, and, and uh, I've asked her a lot. So uh, concerning this, when I first think about um, shepherding the heart of girls, uh, I, I tend to look at um, this word, shepherding, um, more than anything else because uh, I'm a pastor. Uh, I'm a pastor at East Boca Baptist Church, and, and this term shepherding is familiar to me because that's what a pastor is, a shepherd. So the Bible calls a pastor a shepherd. Uh, and so this word is very familiar to me. I didn't come up with this title. They did here, and, and, but I like it. I, I think shepherding um, is... Uh, probably the most accurate, you know, picture of what we're doing uh, with our girls, of course, with all of our children, but uh, in this context with our girls. And so we're shepherding. And so I try to think of, man, what's a great picture of shepherding? And this was the best picture I thought of. Um, I, I believe, I think shepherding people um, as a pastor or as a dad to a daughter, uh, shepherding is just like this picture. It's just holding their hand and just walking through life together. Uh, it's not, uh, when you think about what a shepherd does, a shepherd uh, doesn't sit back on a, you know, on a, on a elevated uh, part of, of his land and, and just, you know, watch a sheep and like, well, do what you want to. And if you need me, come to me. I'll provide some food for you. Uh, if something comes along to, to, um, that, to hurt you, I'll, I'll run over there and try to help you. Uh, a shepherd doesn't do that. You know, they, a shepherd walks with them. Uh, as a pastor, I walk with our folks. I hold their hand. We walk through life. And with our daughter, uh, we do the same thing. Uh, we shepherd them. We walk with them. It doesn't mean that as we're doing that, it doesn't mean they'll you know, try to divert over there. And that We hold on and real tight. We hold on to them. And, and we just kind of pull them back in a little bit. It uh, doesn't mean they uh, try to go in other areas they shouldn't go and, and uh, directions they shouldn't go that we wouldn't want them to go. Um, it doesn't mean they won't do that, but what it does mean is we're able to, as they do that, we're able to shepherd them. Uh, and this whole idea of shepherding is teaching, walking with them, learning together. Uh, it's not just demanding things and, and being forceful. It's just shepherding. Uh, allowing them to go over there and see why they shouldn't have done that. You know, allowing them to go with uh, and, and be a friend with that girl and let them find out why that girl wasn't going to be a good friend for them rather than us telling them. Uh, so we're just shepherding. It's our idea of shepherding them. Uh, and so uh, I have a daughter, and um, uh, we... Uh, uh, it's a non-stop deal. She's 12, and I got a couple pictures now. I will say um, I, I'm, I'm not uh, – uh, some of the pictures are a little distorted. I don't know how to fix all that, but you'll, you'll get the picture. Uh, so this is uh, Lily Beth when she was about probably seven months old. Um, this is just a picture of myself, and, and she's just, you know, walking, and she's holding on to me because she has to. Um, and then this is her a little bit older, uh, probably about – two years old I think this is we lived in Sulacago for a little while and, 
And so she's just holding on to me, you know. She thinks she's holding on to me, but I really have her. Um, but just shepherding, I think this is just a picture of shepherding, um, of just walking together. You know, hey, I, Daddy, I see something over there. Okay, well, we can walk over there. That's fine, but let's let's get back over here, uh, back on the track. And so uh, this is the best view of shepherding. Now, the next picture is really, it, it's like a wide angle. I don't know. Uh, it is me, but for some reason, the picture makes me wide. Uh, and so, yeah, so um, on the, at an angle here, don't look bad. Uh, but up front, so this is a little bit, this is last year. Um, this is, uh, Lily Beth is in the sixth grade, and uh, this is following um, what my wife did with her uh, called Passport to Purity. And uh, if you've never heard of it, uh, it is a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful resource for you, for your daughter. Uh, it's called Passport to Purity, and uh, you can get a Lifeway or Amazon, whatever. Um, but what it is, is is basically you uh, plan a weekend with them, and uh, you go and... and uh, you have some CDs to listen to as you're driving. You put the CD in, and uh, it's teaching you as you're driving. And then you have certain times during that weekend of discussion, and uh, you have a book you walk through together. And and, uh, and so my wife took Lily Beth, and uh, they went to Ross Bridge in Birmingham and, and uh, you know, put them up in a nice hotel room and just made it wonderful for them and spent a lot of money on the weekend. And, but I think, I hope and pray that it was a good investment um, and so it's just all about purity and, and um, uh, you know, what that means, biblically what that is. And, and so it was wonderful. So I would highly recommend if you've never done that. It doesn't matter, uh, you know, if they're older than that, that's okay. Um, but uh, I, I would wait till they're about sixth grade. That's, that was kind of a good time for us. Um, and so I have our two boys, so I'll be doing that with them once they get to that age, sixth grade, fifth, sixth grade, seventh grade. Uh, so I'll do that with them. I'll plan a weekend. And really, it was just a Friday night and a Saturday deal. It wasn't a whole weekend. Um, but uh, this is that night um, when they got done. They came back. We took her out to dinner, uh, all three of us. And um, uh, we just kind of shared with her our heart of what the Bible talks about as purity and what we, what our um, aspirations are for her uh, as she grows older. And, and uh, we gave her some jewelry, you know, just kind of commemorate the whole thing. It was wonderful. It was really good. My wife came up with all of it. She found it, and, and I, 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 I thought it was a great idea. Um, and so this is, um, this is her. It's a pretty recent picture, a couple weeks ago, I guess. Uh, that's her. That's my wife. And then you can see just a quick picture. That's our other two. Um, and so... Lilybeth is 12, and Will is 9, and Noah is 5. And so uh, that's our picture. Uh, that's us all the time. And that's his face all the time. I don't know what that face is, but he is our, uh, he's fun. Uh, and so when I started thinking about shepherding the heart of girls, uh, one word kept coming to mind, and that word was relationships. Relationships. Everything with girls are about relationship. And so I started thinking, okay, relationships with who, <laughs> how, what relationship, and, and who are they having a relationship with? So I came up with four areas on how we can shepherd our girls in relationships. And so um, I, this is what we want to uh, spend most of our time on. Uh, and these four areas that I believe we shepherd our girls in relationships the first, and these are not in any particular order, um, the first is shepherding the heart of girls in the relationship with you as parents. How do we do that? How do we shepherd them and walk with them as their parent? The second one is the relationship with their friends, and I include boyfriends in that as well. 
And so how do we shepherd their heart? And we just heard Dr. Stinson talking about not their behavior, but their heart. How do we shepherd their heart? Because that is the wellspring of life. That's where things come uh, from their heart. And so how do we shepherd them in their relationship with their friends? How do we shepherd them in the relationship with themselves, which is a big deal? And then number four, how do we shepherd them in relationship with the Lord? Again, these are not in any particular order. Obviously, you go, well, the Lord would be first. Because if you get that one right, the other three... You, you, you probably are getting right as well. Um, and so let me let me tackle these as best I can, as fast as I can. Um, I, I've got kind of two things I want to do. One is I just want to share a quick thing about all four, and then I want to um, share with you. So last week, um, or no, this week, uh, I, I, I was sitting in my office, and I just kind of had things, just thinking through and praying through, and, and I go, my gosh, I don't, I don't know what to tell all these people. What do I tell them about all four of these things? And I thought, you know, in our church at East Oboga, we have a ton of teenage girls. I thought, well, what if I ask them? Mm-hmm. Um, and so this past Wednesday night, I got my suited pastor. I said, hey, so is there any way you can finish up 15 minutes early? Let me have the last 15 minutes and let all the boys leave. And I want to just sit in that room with just the girls. And I want to ask them all about this and let them share with me how parents. And I asked them, I said, hey, if you were standing in front of a group of parents and you were going to teach them how to shepherd their girl, in these four areas, what would you tell them? And so, hey, we had a lot of discussion about all four, and I wrote a lot down. And I want to share that with you because it's a whole lot more valuable than anything I could come up with um, because it was coming from girls and coming from fifth-grade girls, sixth-grade girls, seniors, some college-age girls. And so uh, I just want to share those with you um, uh, in just a couple moments. But in the first part, uh, relationships, shepherding the heart of your girl and your relationship with you as their parent, the first thing I would encourage you is just to, to, to know that uh, they need all of you. I mean, all of you. Um, not just some of us. They don't need part of us. They need all of us. I mean, we, you know how it is. You pour yourself out all week and work and, and this and that and activities and sports and all those things. And then sometimes we just give them our leftover, which is a laying, sitting on a recliner, kick their feet up. I hope you had a good day, babe. You know, it was a good day. Uh, we don't talk with them. And um, my daughter, Lily Beth, uh, Amanda and I, we laugh. We, laugh. we tell her she's got 30,000 words every day in a bank. And she's got to get those 30,000 words in. And if she don't, she's going to get those 30,000 words in before we go to bed. And so we have to make sure we spend time just talking with her. Um, and so she can get those words in. But but they need all of us. They need their dad to tell them they're the most beautiful thing in the world. Uh, besides their mother, they are number two. Uh, they are the most beautiful thing in the world. You know why? Because if you don't, there will be a guy come along, and uh, the, he will tell her that. And uh, the, he don't. she don't need to hear from him first. Um, needs to hear from us. They need to see a biblical how a biblical husband treats his wife. Uh, they need to hear their mom tell her that uh, they are fearfully and wonderfully made. They are perfect just the way God made her. And uh, they need to hear their mother say, "You're perfect," and 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 um, and and you know, you God knitted you together in my womb, and the way He made you is perfect. And uh, you're not defined by anybody else or anything else, but God made you perfect. Um, and so they need to hear those things from us. Uh, they need to see an accurate picture of the gospel through their parents. Uh, they need to see um, dad loving the wife as Christ loved the church. They need to see mom respecting the husband and loving the husband and submitting to the husband as the church submits and respects to the Lord. They need to see the picture of the gospel in their own home. And another thing is, uh, in dealing relationship with you as parents, um, is just to be real with them. 
be real with your daughter. Uh, I, I've discovered that. Uh, I, I used to not be that way, uh, but I've discovered that uh, girls uh, see and hear fake every day. Um, when they're at school, they hear fake. When they're at school, they see fake. Their friends are fake sometimes. Their boyfriends are fake to them sometimes. And, and other people around them, they're fake to them. They say this, but they mean that. Uh, they'll say one thing today, and, and they'll say something else tomorrow. And they're vicious, you know. I mean, they are vicious. Um, and so what do they need? They need us as their parent just to be real with them. Uh, they can. My, my daughter's 12, and uh, she can smell fake from a mile away. Uh, and they're good at it. Uh, they're good. I think God puts something in the heart of a girl, a woman, that just knows fake. You ladies know it. I don't know how you do it, but you know it. God's given you something in you. To, you can smell it. You know it. And uh, us guys, sometimes we have a hard time with that. Uh, but she knows it. And what does she need? She needs her dad to be real to her. She needs her mom to be real to her. And uh, she needs us to be transparent with them. Uh, in much wisdom, be transparent with them. And what I mean by that is they need to know that we're not perfect. Uh, our daughters need to know we're not perfect. Uh, I mess up. Sweetheart, I mess up. Uh, they need to know that we have friend problems too because they have friend problems. Uh, they need to know we have friend problems. They need to know that we're not perfect, that we get frustrated at times, that we sin as well. They need to know that we don't get it, all, we don't get it right all the time. They're under so much pressure to get everything right, to look right, act right, dress right, talk right, don't ask anything stupid, you know, and I don't want to be embarrassed in front of my friend. They, they're just trying to, there's so much pressure on them to get it right. You know what they need? They need us to be real with them and say, you know, I don't get it right all the time, babe. I mess up too. And I said, I have friend problems as well. We can share examples of our failures, but uh, how we've been able to overcome those failures next time they come around. And so... Um, one of the other things I've learned is shepherding uh, Lily Beth and uh, our relationship with her is that God, I, and my wife, we are God's physical model on how a Christian ought to look for her. Um, we are God's physical model, so for her, on what a Christian ought to look like. And so that's scary, isn't it? I mean, that for me, that's scary. I'm like, oh gosh, I didn't know that. Um, wish somebody would tell me that. Um, but I know that now, and, and obviously the Bible teaches that to me. Um, and uh, I am, you are, we are God's physical model on what a Christian ought to look like. So the question is, how you do it? How am I doing? How I interact with my friends and with my wife and, and those around me directly impacts how she's going to interact with her friends and those um, uh, that are around her as well. We are God's physical model on what a Christian ought to look like. Um, and so... Shepherding their heart with you as a parent. We're gonna, I'll talk about more in just a minute when I get to what those girls at my church with they shared. But um, uh, they they've got some very so much wisdom and insight uh, to that. The second one is relationship with their friends. Um, one of the things that I learned when you shepherd the heart of a girl and the relationship with their friends is most of the time we tend to focus on who their friends. And what I've discovered is. Um, we spend way too much time focusing on their friends and not enough time on our friends. And the reason why I say that is because most kids and teenagers don't form their own opinion. They don't. Their opinions are largely based upon our opinions of people and how we do things and how 
uh, the attitudes we have and how we treat people, that's how they're going to have an attitude and how they're going to treat people as well. And so we spend a lot of time on their friends and focusing on their friends. Um, and who we surround ourselves with will greatly impact who they surround themselves with. And so how we relate to our friends will teach them how to relate to their friends. How we hold our friends accountable will teach them to hold their friends accountable. And so they need to hear us uh, in the context of our own friends. They need to hear us praying for them. How can I pray for you? And they need to hear our friends praying for us. They need to see us holding them accountable, our friends accountable, and our friends holding us accountable. They need to see a good picture of discipleship among us and our friends, a good picture of Bible study and praying, accountability, and all those things um, with our friends. And so if they're able to see that, then they can remember, who are, what are we? We're a physical, God's physical model of what a Christian ought to look like. So therefore, we are a physical model of what a biblical friend ought to look like. And so we're teaching them how to choose their friends, how to treat their friends, how to serve them and love them and pray for them by how how we choose our friends, how we love our friends, how we serve our friends. If we sit at the kitchen table and we talk bad about our friends behind their back and uh, in a very negative way, guess what they're going to do? Well, that's fine. I guess you can do that. It's okay to do that. And so they're going to go to school and they're going to talk bad about their friends. They're going to do things. Why? Because you do it. You are God's physical model of what a biblical friend ought to look like. And so we have to make sure we are doing a wonderful job at showing them how to do that. Another thing about um, relationship with the friends. Um, so uh, my daughter's 12. Uh, how old are our daughters in here? Nine, Nine almost 10. Nine, 10. 10. 11. Yeah, so a little, little bit younger. Um, but it's probably about the same. It'll, it'll get worse as they get older. Um, one of the things I've discovered is uh, as Lilibeth has gotten older, um, she tends to talk less in certain times. And so I pick her up from school. Um, well, hey, babe, how was school? Good. I was hoping that'd be about a five minute conversation. Um, so uh, what'd you do? Just work, you know. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, how are your friends? They're fine. Okay. Well, oh, um, my day was good too. That was a good conversation, babe. Turn the radio up. I, that was good. That was wonderful. Um, and so, uh, one one of the things I've discovered to do in relationship with their friends is to ask hard questions. To ask hard questions about their friends. Get in their business a little bit. And so I've been able to do that some. And so here are some of the questions I would ask is, um, how was your day? Good. Uh, that was cool. It was great. How are your friends? They're fine. Um, and the first time I did it, it was kind of an eye-opening experience for her. She was like, wait, what? I said, uh, you, uh, you having any issues with any of your friends? Any problems? No? Okay, that's fine. Next, uh, you having any, any issues with your group of friends that you hang out with? Any problems, any gossip, you know, any gossip problems, anything? No. About the third or fourth time I would ask, man, she really started opening up, and I kind of go, oh, well, <laughs> I didn't know all of this was going to come out. You've been holding this. Well, wait till we get to your mother. Um, <laughs> let her help you out on this. I don't know what to do. Uh, and so she just started talking about her friends and, man, how they were gossiping about one another and how she don't like it. And, and, and man, you know what happened? I got to shepherd her heart as to what a biblical friend ought to be. And so I got to teach her in that moment. Uh, and I got to hold her hands. You remember, we're shepherding. We're walking with them. And I got to walk her through some of those friend problems right there in the truck on the way home. And I got to walk her through that. And then a couple of days later, I got to ask her, hey, how is, uh, how's the relationship with your friends? How's that going? Uh, are they still doing things? And Man, it was wonderful. She, um, uh, there's just, you know, girls, man, they just, they're just, 
you know, gossip and, and they'll this and that and um, different one day to the next and, and, and they wear their heart on sleeves and they get offended by things. And, and so I was able to walk with her through some of those friend problems and go, you know, I've had friend problems too. And I've had that issue before and it's how I dealt with it biblically. And, and um, I was able to talk to her a couple of three or four days after that and say, hey, uh, how, how, how is all that going? And she said, well, she said, uh, we were at the lunch table, and she said they were gossiping about somebody. And, and she said, Dad, I almost, I, I almost jumped right in. And she said, but I remember what we talked about, how we shouldn't do that. We shouldn't gossip. And she said, so I just didn't say anything. I, I was like, yeah. I was jumping out of the seat. Yes, yes, I want to tell my wife, one for me. Uh, we, we did one thing right. Thank you, Lord. Uh, and so, and I'm like, what have you done? Like, no. Um, but I was like, yes, thank you, Lord. And I got to encourage her, say, babe, that's, that's right. That is a biblical friend. That is what a biblical friend looks like. And so I was able to just walk with her through that. We talk about friends, you talk, talk about boyfriends and Oh, my goodness. And so we're starting to get into that world, right? She's 12. I've been dreading this so much. And she's in the middle school deal. And and, um, and I found out about a week or two ago that there's a knucklehead at the school that thinks she's pretty. And uh, she wants her to be his girlfriend. I said, absolutely not. We're not doing that. You know, I didn't do it that way. Um, but I thought, oh, no. You know, I told him, my wife, I mean, I said, this day has finally come. Some little punk kid in that school wants her to be his girlfriend. And I was like, no. But I will say in regards to that, uh, we've always had questions um, that I've always taught her from when she was real little from some of those pictures. I've always taught her this. I said, baby, if a boy ever wants and asks you to be his girlfriend, I said, there's a series of questions I'm going to need you to ask him. And uh, we're going to walk through those questions together. And if you saw her today, you can ask her, what are the questions your dad asked you to uh, ask these potential boyfriends? Um, and she'll tell you, question number one is this. Um, I said, baby, they come to you, want you to be their girlfriend? Question number one is, do you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? I uh, said, so that's question number one. I said, if he says no, you don't have to ask another question. The conversation is over. He's not the one for you. And I said, but if he says yes, I said, the next question is, well, where do you go to church? Um, and uh, I, I said, if he gives you a church name, the next question is this. Who is the pastor of that church? And uh, if he tells you a name, write it down. I'm going to call him. I'm going to see how this kid is. Um, awesome. but, no, <laughs> uh, but if he gives you a name of a pastor, so the next question is, well, how involved are you at that church? Do you go on mission trips? Do you do certain things? Do you serve in your church? All those things. And I'm just trying to find questions to where one of the answers is no. Um, and then I get to say, well, he's not the one for you, sweetheart. Um, but uh, we we go over those questions. And so this little kid, he wanted her to be his girlfriend. And and uh, I I found out about it, and she didn't want me to find out about it. And so I asked her, I said, well, babe, what was the question? What's the answer to question number one? I said, did you ask him if he knew Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior? She said, I did. I was like, you did? <laughs> She's like, I did. Said, That's what you told me. I'm like, I'll tell you all kind of things. You never do it. I'm surprised you did this one. And she said, I did. I said, what did he say? He said, he is. I said, well, we'll take his word for that. We don't know that for sure. You know, it's up to the Lord, uh, him and the Lord. And I said, well, what was the next question? And she said, well, he didn't really go to church very much. And I said, well, you know, you know what I'm going to say to that. Um, You know, she said, well, I know, I know. You know, I don't really like them anyway, you know. Just, I don't really like them anyway. Uh, and so anyway, just kind of shepherding, walking with them together, and, and uh, those are just some questions we talk about. Uh, relationship with themselves. Um, 
girls are hard on themselves. My daughter, man, I don't get it. I don't understand it. Um, she changes four times in the morning. And, and I, I just, I don't understand what's going through her head. And it's like one minute, it's all about the ponytail. The next minute, I got to get my hair down and straighten it. I don't, I don't understand all that. I just kind of go with it. Um, and so one of the things that uh, in shepherding their heart in the relationship with themselves is to shepherd and walk with them uh, first of all, knowing that they are fearfully and wonderfully made, that they're wonderful, they're perfect, and uh, you love them, God loves them, and uh, you don't love them because of what they look like, you don't love them because of what they can accomplish for you and your family, you love them just because of who they are, um, and shepherd them with themselves, they're hard on themselves, uh, sometimes we spend a lot of time teaching them how to put on makeup and clothes that people will love, and they'll look cute in, and we don't spend a whole lot of time teaching them to put on the full armor of God. Um, and presenting themselves as a living sacrifice to the Lord first, um, pleasing to Him, um, and not worrying about other people and other and um, other folks. I'm going to talk just a minute uh, with those girls. I got a couple minutes. And the last one is relationship to the Lord. Um, all of us uh, or many people have uh, a living will, and so you know what a living will is, right? So you make a will, and and so uh, we have one. And you put in that living will every all of your stuff. Um, so that you get to choose what happens to your stuff when you die. Um, the reason why you do that is because you don't want somebody else choosing what, uh, where your stuff goes. You don't want somebody else choosing what, what's going to happen to all your stuff. Uh, and so we have a living will. The thing about a living will is you can't put anything in that will that don't belong to you. I can't put your stuff in my will. Why? Because I don't own it. It's not mine. Uh, so therefore, I can't pass on in my will what don't belong to me. Uh, I can only pass on what belongs to me in my living will. Well, in their relation with the Lord, um, just like a physical will, we have to pass on a spiritual will. And in that spiritual will, you can't pass on what you don't have. You cannot pass on what you do not possess. Um, and so you can't pass on somebody else's Christianity or their walk with the Lord. You can only pass on what you have. Um, and so we have to shepherd in their relationship with the Lord. Remember, you are God's physical um, uh, presentation of what a Christian ought to look like. You are passing on to them a picture of the gospel. It's just the question of, is it a good one or not? Now, let me just run over all four of these real fast. I'm just going to give you what those girls said, okay? don't. I'm just the messenger, all right? Let me tell you what those girls said in dealing with relationship with the parents. What they said was, let us process things before you give solutions. They said, let us process things before you just start blurting out solutions to whatever it is that we're arguing about. They said, let us process it before you start giving out solutions. They don't mind you giving the solutions. Just let them process it first. Second thing was give the girls space for a time and then come back and discuss things. Instead of hammering at them right then, give them some space. Let them process it. Give them space, and then we'll come back and discuss that. Let them speak their mind without condemnation. I thought that was a big one. Let them speak their mind without condemnation. I asked them why. You know why? They said, because you get to, but you don't let me. And I'm like, because I'm the dad. You know, we're the parent. We get to do that. But I think that's a, I think that's a valid point. Let us speak our mind without condemnation because you get to. Why can't I listen with grace, they said. They also said, share ideas with them and let them gain a solution on something. Don't tell them what to do. Share some ideas and let them let them form a solution to whatever issue. Be observant. Learn how your daughter needs you. They have different personalities. Um, when dealing with, uh, when they do something wrong, uh, one of the girls said, Let, he, she said, we usually don't go to our parents because we know we were wrong. 
So when they've done something wrong, she said, we, re- we normally don't go to our parents. And all the girls were like, yeah, that's right. We, we normally don't. And I said, why not? Why not go to your parents? You know you did something wrong. You know you were wrong. She said, yeah, we know we're wrong. I said, why don't you go to your parents? And, man, it was heartbreaking for me because I had a daughter in there. And I actually have a picture of our girls um, in there. Those are some of our girls having a conversation with. Um, I said, why don't you go to your parents? And here's what they said. This is a quote. Because all our parents do is tell us what we've done wrong. They never start with any kind of encouragement. It's always all of what we did wrong. I said, well, who, who do you go to? They said, well, we go to our friends or our boyfriends when we've done something wrong. We talk it out with them. I said, well, why do you do that? You know your parents love you to death. They're like, yeah, we know that. We know our parents love us. But you know what they said? We get more grace from our friends and our boyfriends than we ever do with our parents. And I go, oh, my goodness. You know, I'm like, oh, gosh, I am so sorry. You know, my, my daughter's right here. And I'm like, baby, do I do that? I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, but listen with grace. Listen with grace. And, and may their boyfriends and their friends not give them more grace than their parents. Uh, don't rush into an opinion too quickly. Be slow in forming your opinions. This is what they said. Be slow in your opinion. Don't rush into your opinion. I do that. I do that more than anything. I do that. I will rush into an opinion of what they've done. And don't assume things right off the bat. I do that as well. I will assume what she did or said, I'll assume that she did it and said it or acted a certain way, had a bad attitude, rolled her eyes at me, something like that. I will assume that rather than just having a conversation. Uh, Real fast, dealing with their friends, they said most parents know. This is what one of these girls, I think it was this girl right here, she said, my mom, she said, my mom is right every time when it comes to my friends. I said, you being sarcastic, you being real. She said, no, I'm being real. She knows every time whether they're going to be a good friend or not. And uh, she said, but, she said, I want to figure that out on my own. I said, why? Why would you do that? Just trust your mom. She said, because if I figure it out on my own, then I'll learn why she was not a good friend. And that helps me in the future picking other friends. Not go, God, that's a valid point, you know. Um, so instead of demanding, no, that's not a good friend, you're not going to hang out with them. These girls all agreed, let us figure out why. Let us get hurt. And that way we'll know why they're not a good friend. And so um, reasons why they can't hang out with a friend are okay, but don't demand. They don't do it. It only makes them want to do it even more. Uh, let them learn from their mistakes. This is amazing. I would have never thought they'd say this stuff. Let us learn from our mistakes. Instead of trying to hover over us and keep us from mistakes, they said, let us learn from those and walk, shepherd them through those mistakes. Teach them what a biblical friend looks like. They choose their friends. This is what they said. They choose their friends by watching you interact with your friends. If you treat your friends well, if you talk bad about them, if you care about them. Um, the other two things about themselves, girls are already hard on themselves. This one girl said, this girl right here, uh, this one right here named Callie Higgs, sweet, sweet girl. She said, teach us not to find our identity in friends or boyfriends, but in Christ. Help us to teach us how to do that. Um, they said yelling at them makes them feel worse about themselves. They already feel bad about themselves or how they look and things like that. And they said, if you yell at us about anything, it doesn't matter what you're yelling at. If you yell at us about anything, it makes us feel worse. Um, and so, and the last one is this uh, about the Lord. Uh, seeing the parent read the Bible, um, one of them said, to teach a skill, you have to model a skill for us. If you want to teach us a skill, you have to model that skill for us. So if you want to teach them how to read the Bible, you have to model how to read the Bible for them. And so let your girls see you read the Bible. So why do it before they get up? Well, you're going to change, your, change how you do things. Let them see you read the Bible. 
how to study the Bible, how to pray, how to disciple, how to be holy. Bring in Scripture. One of the girls said, bring in Scripture during our conversations, everyday conversations. That's what uh, Deuteronomy chapter 6 is, the Shema, uh, writing on your doorposts, on your foreheads, on your wrists, all that. It's just bringing up those conversations uh, all the time. And the last one is this. One of these girls, and I can't remember which one said it. Here's what she said in, your, in their relationship with the Lord. They said the greatest thing the way a parent can shepherd their daughter in the relationship with the Lord is if they're on fire for the Lord themselves. I thought, wow. Man, you know. And so the greatest way we shepherd them in their relationship with the Lord, which is the greatest relationship, is in their is if their parent is on fire for the Lord. And they know it and they see it. And so I learned a lot from these girls. Um, it was an amazing I asked them, I said, Can y'all just come with me and just mm-hmm. teach the thing for me? Uh, I think it would be great. So anyway, let me pray for us and I know you gotta go to the next one. Lord, we love you. Thank you for our time together. Uh, Lord, thank you for uh, walking with us and and being our shepherd. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Although I've modeled a lot of vacuuming, and I don't feel that (laughs) I've necessarily been picked up by the 13-year-old or the 11-year-old. It's just not working, huh? Mm -hmm. That's funny. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, well, I hope hope we learned something. Lydia knows Lily Beth. I've heard she's been brought up in conversation. Oh, yeah. That's my 11-year-old. Oh, yeah. She got a fight? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's good. Is she in the fifth grade? She is, yes. yes. Yeah, okay. Well, cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah, Lily Beth, uh, uh, she is, uh, she's in C. Hannah now, so. Okay. Um, I'm going to do my water. Here we go next. This hand rub in. So holy. Some of them are like that. They're real old. Yes. She, um, well, I'm in her. That was a mistake.